This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by Gamefly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Sam Claiborne. Who's this? Well, Sam, making his first GameScoop appearance is Ryan Quintal, who's been here with IGN for a little bit. He's a product designer. Yes. Surely to be on the show many, many times well, in the years to come. Well, Justin. New permanent cast member. Uh, the reason uh, Ryan's here is because he's actually uh, moving on from IGN next week. Uh, and he hit me up. He said he was a fan of the show and w- wanted to be on before he leaves. Right on. So welcome and, to and the And you show, have Ryan. done a show yourself for a while. You have your own podcast. I do. I mean, and of course, this is now where I put the pressure on camera and say you're all welcome to come on it, right? Ooh, okay. Uh, playwright cast. We pitch new video game crazy ideas every week. Mm. So. We do that on this show, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And the listeners always do. Uh, is it playwright W-R-I-T-E? Yes, it is. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's a really good idea for a podcast. They call that a pun. You should take it. Pun. In, the, in the biz, that's what we call it. You're punishing me. Uh, what's your favorite game of all time, Ryan? Um, I think it's it's easy to say Super Mario World, but it might it might also be Mega Man X. Mega Man X. X. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Lucky for Dark. you, you're going to play like this pastel Mega Man? Yes, I like my Mega Man with lankier arms and legs. Yeah. yeah. You're going to jump on that... Uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Yes, and we might talk about that a little bit later, right? What's up? We might talk about some retro gaming a little bit later. Well, we might talk. We, we actually don't ever <laughs> talk about retro gaming here on Games. <laughs> oh, yeah, first time. It's about new games. We have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Darksiders 3. Uh, we'll be sharing a little bit of what we've been playing lately. But first, Nintendo, mm-hmm. based in Kyoto, Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard of them. They have a hot new-ish uh, video game console called the Switch. Yeah. Been a rousing success. Everyone it's like an electronic version of those cards they make. Of the Hanafuda cards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the cards with the touchscreen. Yeah. Uh, every week, on Thursday usually, uh, just a, a tidal wave of games are released <laughs> on this console. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. I can see the tidal wave. <laughs> it's usually a couple big games, uh, one or two really obscure uh, retro games, which I appreciate, and then just a whole mess of stuff you've never heard of. You can't call it shovelware anymore, though, because it's digital only. You can't actually use. You can't actually. You couldn't actually shovel it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the word for a digital shovelware? You know, shovelware is different though, because shovelware was like licensed games a lot of the time, like My Little Pony spinoffs and Pets Babies and stuff like that. Where I'm where I'm going with this is that indies are good. There's already a lot of games coming out on the Switch every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many, Damon? Well, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I even have today's list. I was trying to set you up. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. There's not an exact number. The point is, Nintendo wants 20 to 30 indie games released on the Switch wow. every week. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. 
That's a lot. Uh, well, I, since their store is so easy to navigate, there should be no problems. I know, that's <laughs> another problem. Uh, discoverability of the actual good games is a problem for Switch. Dude, I think, I, I don't know, it just sounds like it sounds like way too much. Here's what the situation already is today. Just today, along with Octopath Traveler and uh, uh, Captain Toad, out on the Nintendo Switch eShop today is stuff like Darts Up, Epic Loon, Philippix, Phil's Epic Adventure, Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop, Hunting Simulator, mm-hmm. Let's Sing 2018, Mugsters, <laughs> Radio Hammer Station, I take it Red back. Hot it Ricochet, I take Super it back. Destronaut DX, Super Volley Blast, Star Story, The Horizon Escape, The Moose Man, and Vertical Strike Endless Challenge. The Dude, Moose Man. Th- half those games sound made up. I know, yeah. but they're all today. Justin, and do you think Nintendo this is wants because, more? This is because iOS can port really easily to the Switch, you think? So that's what it's really funny to me as someone that keeps a really close eye on mobile games and plays a lot of mobile games that uh, a lot of games that are hitting the Switch and finding a second life and finding an audience for the first time are like two-year-old games that were on the iPhone and iPad yeah. and Android earlier. And um, Ocean Horn was one of them, yeah. I can completely understand and respect somebody that doesn't want to fiddle around with touchscreen controls. They want buttons. Like, the Switch is perfect yeah, for it. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say that uh, oh, like these games before they were cool. Like, the Switch is a really, really wonderful platform for them. But in many instances, they're actually not new games. Yeah. We see a lot of stuff come out on mobile first, then make its way to Steam, and then make its way to Switch. Mm. But even like quality aside, even if all these games were great, no one could keep up with them and play them all. So it's just too much. It's like yeah, it's never good for a story to cram it with too much stuff. I mean, that yeah. iOS store is already really difficult to use. So. I well, mean, they look at what Apple ended up doing with the App Store, and they pulled out games as its own section. They had to redesign it recently to be so much more editorial focused, right? And say, mm-hmm. hey, here's five games that you should check out. Not here's five million games that yeah, you exactly. can check out. Bring back the seal of quality is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean something like that. I think Nintendo has to invest in mm-hmm. some sort of editorialization of these things or some sort of curation to say, hey, we know there's a million games. Here's five to check out right now. What if now. there was a website that could just do that for us? <laughs> we can't keep up with all the <laughs> yeah. games. We can't review all these games. I was going to say, we're, no yeah. like, we can't do that. But, like, you know, you're an Apple uh, invested in that, right? And they hired many, many people away from places, you know, like IGN to play through these games and say, uh, uh, it's actually a real joy to navigate the iOS app store now today because they have, you know, features and interviews with game creators and they yeah. curate lists of like, here are 10 of the most interesting games from Japan. Here are 10 interesting yeah. soccer games if you're into the World Cup right now. And, yeah. um, you know, Nintendo is years behind their thinking in that regard. Yeah. Uh, that many games, I don't. it's not good for the gamers who can't, can't even sort through it all. It's not good for the developers because mm-hmm. so their games just get lost. There was a balance when we were getting like Oxenfree and Ax- Axiom yeah. Verge and like these kind of like bigger PC ports. Yeah, yeah. And like they're they're coming in such a cadence that we're like, I can. Uh, not, didn't matter if I could keep up with them. I just I was ha- excited there was that many great games mm-hmm. out. There. Yeah. And that's why the gold rush is on actually because you hear yeah. these stories about like our yes, game came exactly. out two years ago and it made ten times more money on day one on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still like kind of the case, but it feels like yeah. less and less so each day. That happened recently with Shovel Knight, right? They mm-hmm. said, Holo- hey, we're Hollow Knight. We're Hollow Knight. They're making more money or something mm-hmm. per sale than they ever have. And and we, uh, the, the other way to think about it is sort of the, the Steam system of they don't do, they're the exact opposite of, op- opposite of Apple, where Apple takes a really curated, hands on, editorially minded approach. And Steam says, nah, man, put whatever game you want on our platform. We don't care. And they introduce systems, you know, mm-hmm. user reviews and, and uh, just automated methods and algorithms to say based off the 500 games you've played here's 10 mm-hmm. more we think you might be interested in like it's almost like netflix now where no one sees the same netflix homepage. you see a homepage that's customized based off what you watch yeah. um and steam's like that now when i go yeah. to steam it's not steam.com but you know whatever the steam, steam powered yeah steam powered i see a very different landing page than sam would or than you would damon um, what an interesting mark of nintendo's success right now yeah that the shovelware is flocking back to their system. <laughs> I mean, that's and what happened with their Wii. Their biggest systems, yeah. DS and Wii, yeah. were just shoveling. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90% shovelware, probably. And, and so, so is the NES and Super NES. Yeah. I mean, we, the, the, the point that I'm driving to is uh, Nintendo's doing neither of these things. They're not taking an algorithmic, yeah. you know, system. There's no recommendation like Steam. system. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You bought the, this, so you might like this. The eShop, like it is impossible to find a game that came out a month ago on the eShop. You have to search You'd have exactly to search for that game. And that's a real problem. You can barely even add friends, let alone like get suggestions from yeah. your friends. Why don't, even simple stuff that like yeah. if you had if I had twenty eShop friends, can I see who bought what? Like, you know, what's yeah. popular among my friends? Yeah. What's we need Mike Pereira 
to tell us what's good. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Like Pereira's dropping the ball over there. As a IGN person who's now at Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, writing the uh, little news uh, yeah. updates the, that you it, see up there. Yeah, it's actually really funny. When you read that stuff, I'm like, 100% Mike wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love the Switch. Not bagging the Switch. Uh, just, I, worry, I don't want it to become a flood of shovelware, and I do want it to yeah. sort of catch up with uh, modern consoles and have a better I recommendation played, and discoverability. We'll talk about this later, but I played three indie games on it this weekend. Yeah. Did I hear you say there that you Treasure Tracker's out today? Yes. Woo choo choo! <laughs> All aboard! Or is it tomorrow? Is it, it might be out Friday because Octopath Traveler's out tomorrow. Friday, mm. yeah. And and both those games. Yeah. I'm I didn't play it on the Wii U, so I'm really excited. It's really good. I know. I'm I played excited. on the Wii U, but I'm going to play it again. It's so much better on the Switch. It works so Everything's much better. better on the Switch. Yeah, yeah I wanted to say the, uh, when, I, too. when we said put everything on the Switch, 20 to 30 indie games a week isn't quite what we meant. <laughs> but a Treasure Tracker was. Yeah, treasure jacket. Yeah, 100%. Us. All right, let's move on to uh, Darksiders 3. We have a release date for this now. It's out this year. This is out November 27th. First wow. of all, yeah. Where was it at E3? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. Know, where it was, was it? That it wasn't they had announced ahead of time that they were skipping mm. E3. I and believe. that was one of the games we would like write articles about, like, this is not at E3. Like, it was just known. I don't know why. Uh, first of all, how are we feeling about Darksiders 3? Is anyone... Well, I, I've played the heck out of the first two games because I wrote the strategy guide for there both you, of them. For both of them. And I hate them. Oh. <laughs> what, only because you wrote the guide or... Yeah, you, mainly. Yeah, okay. And, and like, I really don't... I think it's like a generic Zelda clone. Yeah, this is a yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, they're right? so good, I think. There's, I really like the first one particularly. Yeah, they I agree. take themselves really seriously. That's the only thing that makes me a little bit annoyed with them. Yeah, I agree with that. There's the, You hear so often, oh, this game reminds me of Zelda, and it's got those Zelda vibes to it, and I always end up feeling let down by those comparisons because none of them do it as well as Zelda does. And I feel like Darksiders is the best Zelda-like game, but you know, mm. that's not an actual Zelda game. Sure. I think it does it better than all the other copycats. Wow. What are, some, what are some other copycats? What are some other Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond, Beyond Oasis. Better than, better than Beyond Good and Evil? Tunic. Alundra. <laughs> Alundra. <laughs> that's a good one. Wow, that's like an isometric one. Cut. Yeah. Uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. That's the game I want to come back. Rygar. Rygar is not really as level. The NES one? <laughs> no. Why not? There's, there's a lot of indie games. You know, there's like Blossom Tale on the Switch I played, which yeah. is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Windhorn. Ocean, Ocean Horn. Horn. Yeah. Ocean Horn, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, did you play Darksiders one or two? I played uh, one and two a bunch. Uh, I got the like pre-order bonus where you open a chest and a million things come out of it. There you go. But uh, yeah, I mean three hasn't gotten me super excited. New developer. Yeah, new developer. They've been a little quiet about it. Yeah. Um, we, we're covering it this month as part of IGN first. I think it looks cool. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, like I said, I really like the first one. Gave the second one a chance, but sort of. I'm very surprised really to me. see the November release date. Yeah. Uh, it feels like, yeah. like, dude, release your game, you know, well, you don't want to be on February 22nd, but like come out in like <laughs> yep, March. That's the problem you know? is like, there's not really, if you, if you, it's not this year, then there's not, re- you have to kind of go deep into 2019 to find. A safe, mm-hmm. a safe zone, mm. safe space. And do you? I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. Maybe you don't know, Damon. Do you know who? Which? Which? Do you know who you're playing as in the third one now? You play Fury. The, Fury this time yeah. around. So one, you were horsewoman. Yeah, she has a, uh, uh, a whip. Uh, like yeah, like a whip, kind of like thick whip thing she uses. And then unfortunately, she has like the whole bayonetta thing. So she has like high heels and mm. stuff. And it's just like a little impractical. But <laughs> she's also like a scary ghost. So maybe she can dress however yeah, she wants. Probably. And get away with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I, it's always I'm always a little bummed out when like there's games that people like and that sell you know decently well, but then just business reasons just causes them to kind of go away. Yeah, it's like you make Darksiders, people liked it, it sold okay. You make Darksiders two, people liked it, it sold okay. But then the company's bought and sold and shut down, and it's just like outside of your control. It just feels a little unfair when like if something's well received and does well it should just get the it should get the opportunity to keep going yeah. so i'm pleased to see darksiders get a second lease on life you well, just get a portal gun in the end of darksiders 1 uh, you just, they just give you a portal yeah, gun. You, do you can only use it on out. certain spots. Well, like, well, I'm trying to remember build in the portals to the, like the temple. and it would have been out after portal right yeah, I don't even yeah it is after portal for sure um, and the second one was more open, remember? It was like kind of a arena open areas. The second one had numbers pop out when you hit things. I like I, I like that. And yep. this one I yeah. still can't quite tell where that's going to fall. I like a lot of more interior dungeon. stuff, right? But the, yeah, I don't exactly. feel like yeah. that's really dungeon yeah. sort of I'm like, a li- Yeah, I'm a little worried that the third one feels I mean it probably is lower budget, but it, I'm worried that it might feel a little bit lower budget. Uh, mm-hmm. how does the uh, like uh uh like the uh, Movability seemed to be in this one. Like there was like a lot of like wall climbing 
in the in the previous games? I've only seen combat and walking. Okay. Yeah. I think there was some in our first coverage, some like double jump swinging stuff happening as well, which seems cool. Big fan of double jumps. Uh, So a November 27th release date is going to put it. Here's where it's going to put it. Hitman 2 is November 13th. Mm -hmm. Fallout 76 is the 14th. Pokemon is 16th. Then it arrives on the twenty seventh. So just, just, just if you want to like it. plan, plan. Yeah, your, that's your actually not time. horrible. They did manage to kind of carve out like you always think about November as just being insane, and it's sort of like oddly enough at the end of November. You know, there's a little bit of a gap. Like yeah. you don't have Smash till early December. Afterwards, you just have cause. You have a week until Just Cause, and then smashes on uh interesting yeah it's not the same crossover audience as pokemon but i'd be worried about there's nothing there's no there's no other zelda like in that time period no other no looking for sort of adventure like even hitman or uh excuse me fallout it's kind of a different feeling fallout game so it's not really like if you're just a traditional core gamer like yeah for sure all right let's share what we've been playing sam you said you were playing three indie games on switch Mm -hmm. well i don't know does luminous count yeah. Luminous. yeah, Luminous is an indie game. Luminous. So I played that. I beat Oxenfree, and I started Axiom Verge. Uh, okay, so you mentioned Oxenfree before. What, what do you think now that you finished it? Now you're uh, I think it's like a you know an interesting ending and stuff, and it was fine. I really want to play some more like Night in the Woods and some of the other story based games. I like Night in the Woods so much more. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. So I'll definitely check that out next. I liked how it had multiple endings, from what I could tell. I thought that was cool. I haven't slow. I haven't played either one. Is right Night now. in the Woods more of a game than no, Oxenfree? It's more. No. It's just walking and talking. Okay. But the dialogue in Oxenfree is so fun to listen to. Yeah. But that's like its big draw, and I think yeah. Night in the Woods has that same thing going for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that and then Axiom Verge is, is really fun. It's a it's, competent uh, Metroid knockoff. Yeah, I played that one on PS4. I think uh, very impressive because it's another uh, situation where one person developed the whole yeah, the entire the game. Thing. I love the art wow. in the game. Uh, I although I will say uh, I never finished it. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't like compelled to see through it. See yeah, I was playing on a plane, so I got really far with nothing else to do. And it was fun. but I also played Luminous uh, in your recommendation, and I love it. It's I'm bad at it. Yeah. Just very bad. And I need to learn, like, what does every block combination mean to me? And I just yeah. haven't figured it out yet. And you hadn't played Luminous before? Never. I thought I had until I played it. And I was like, ugh, I don't think I've played this before. <laughs> you played Medios. Oh, yeah, I love Medios. Yes, so now, how do, you, how do you think of Luminous compared to Medios? Well, I, I just, I barely even remember playing Medios now. That was 10 years ago or something, right? Medios is fatal flaws that you can just go, ah. <laughs> can you really? You'll, you'll play everything. so much better than if Are you, you serious? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. That's great. You can just rub the stylus all over the screen. You score all the points. Wow. Yeah, because it is just about touching to kind of explode certain blocks. That's funny. The music of Luminous has been stuck in my head since I've been mm-hmm. playing. Oh, yeah. It's here. World of silence. <laughs> <Creep> on <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot. Shake your body down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. My fiance came in the room as I was playing and she said, Is a robot singing? And yeah. I said, Yes. Yes. A robot is singing. <laughs> I feel like it thematically changes with the music too. And some yeah. of the color schemes are like, Ooh, so they're creepy. Really nice. yeah. and then, well, and then like sometimes the music, I don't know if it's deliberate, but some of the remixes, some of the songs I actually find kind of grating and annoying mm-hmm. and I don't like them. But then, you know, the time signature also makes it more challenging to get through and I, I think it's deliberate I think the game is sort of taking you on a musical journey I was of like wondering so it doesn't just get faster and faster as you keep playing right sometimes it, it slows way down. Down. yeah it goes up and down and so I think they deliberately give you a couple breather ones after a really hard one with more you know melodic sounds yeah. oh it's so good have you made it to level 100 oh yeah okay. I made it to level 100 the, the first um, I mean I know that game is in my blood like, are there like I don't know what's added in this game but there's like a puzzle mode where it's mm-hmm. like draw a dog like stuff like yeah. that <laughs> yep it's really hard it's fun I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet or It'll be like do this in two moves, and, and that's the tutorial doesn't teach you anything. So that mode has been teaching me more about how you're supposed to play that game because it'll be like you know eliminate these blocks in one move, yep. and you really have to learn like oh this idea. it's harder than you think mm. for me. Yeah. And Ryan, you've also been playing Luminous. I've been playing Luminous. Yeah, I'm not great at it, but uh, I love getting. I'm probably five songs in or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, but I had played it before as Luminous Live on Xbox. On Xbox. That's where I had played it before. Yeah. Is that yeah. a competitive version? Or is it just that's what Well, I think because it was on Xbox Live. I'm trying to remember what was different about it. I owned and played that one, too, but now I can't recall if it had some special... I don't, I don't know. Or if it was like just the port. some of the music was different, potentially. Yeah, the music, I'm not yeah. Sure. I, don't, I, don't, I don't recognize a lot of the music, so yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was different. Yeah. Uh, that was good. That was a good version, too. Wasn't it a big like PlayStation exclusive on PSP? It was, it was a, yeah. It was a that big was like PSP game. For PSP, right? I, I mean, has it only been it's on... surprising that it's on Xbox and Switch now, right? <laughs> there was a mobile version. Well, uh, mo- well that's uh, fairly recent, though, right? I don't know. I think that one's fairly recent. Does it work recent. okay? No, did you knows. ever try it? No, I never did. 
Um, you would you would want buttons for that game, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, for the rotating and yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they probably put out a version on Vita at some point. No one, yeah, no Luminous. one knows. No one knows. <laughs> uh, Ryan, are we playing anything else besides Luminous? Uh, I beat Yoku's Island Express. Oh, there you go. Ooh. That's really Ooh. really enjoyed that. Um, and actually, as the credits rolled, the the app crashed on my Switch. Oh no! <laughs> um, but I, I oh, tweeted it no. out. I was like, "Look, I took a screenshot. I definitely did it." Right. The music's really good, huh? Did you oh, give really that? Great. Did you give the dragon snake the good mushroom or the poison mushroom? Well, I encountered oh. him. Twice, yeah. you, you killed. So that means you gave him the good mushroom. The first uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that's only. So way the I second time, it. I was like, I don't have any other mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, and then it's that, and then uh, weirdly, I've been dipping into Ghost Recon Wildlands and playing that co-op mm-hmm. with my brothers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, it's all over the map in terms of you know, it's one of those Ubisoft icons on a map, go yeah. around, just check things off type mm-hmm. type of game. But when you're playing co-op and you're having conversations, it's almost meditative or something in a way. That um, is enjoyable. Hmm. It was uh, an underrated uh, just pleasure in a game where you can just sort of turn your brain off. That was Destiny for me. Just like turn your brain off and yeah. play with your friends. And it's like it's like sixty percent playing the game, but it's like forty percent just catching up with people that maybe you yeah. don't see in real life very often, yeah, cool. and just sort of a social social element to it. Yeah, that was how I played Destiny. Um, I've been playing a lot of Luminez. I've been playing that uh, super obscure Neo Geo puzzle game, Money Puzzle Exchanger. That was yeah. the most damey <laughs> so, gamey uh, that I had never, and I had never played it before. Is it a Puyo game? It's like that. It's another one of those. And it has the money in each circle. It's Japanese money. It's, the, it's every yen coin. So there's one, uh, five, <laughs> ten, fifty, hundred, and five hundred yen coins, and you have to match them up and clear the screen. And if you get combos, you'll send junk over to the other side. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Bring your switch in tomorrow. I want to see. Okay, yeah, I'll bring it. It's, Does it have like really obnoxious callouts? Like meow meow. It's Anime, it's an, yeah. cute anime girls, you know, behind you talking the whole time. And oh actually, their animation is pretty good. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's the game that I wasn't aware of before. Is it based on a license? You think? I don't think so. Okay, so it's just anime girls. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, if you had read Money Puzzle Exchanger uh-huh. in that list of 20 Switch games, I would have been like, show, that, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, except yeah. you know that it's good because it's like forty five dollars. Uh, no, it's only seven bucks. They're all like, okay. well, or which, which one? Are really expensive <laughs> yeah, wasn't there one a really expensive one? Where you're uh, like, no yeah. one's gonna buy this. Yes, I don't remember. It was a shooter, a top-down shooter. Uh, yeah, but Maybe it wasn't one like it wasn't Dodon Pachi, was it? It was something. I don't. Else. That's not on Switch. I can't remember which one it was. But like, I know. Remember I know when Square mean. was porting stuff to iOS and it was like twenty bucks? Like, twenty yeah. bucks. People <laughs> like, how is this possible? Fancy tactics. I mean, it's not crazy. Yeah. They still. I mean, they still do that. Like the Dragon Quest games are still like the Drawquay games are still like sixteen bucks. Drawquay. Sure, they sell them. Uh, and I'm also playing the new Far Cry 5 DLC, uh, but that's for review. That's out next week, so look for my oh, review. Oh, you got that way ahead, huh? Tuesday, yeah. They gave it to us ahead of time. Which is that the nice. Vietnam one? That one already came out. This is the Mars one. Mm. The Aliens one. Weird. Cool. Please be excited. Yeah. And Justin, I know you haven't been playing a lot. However, yeah. you're a bachelor uh, right now. Yeah. I so was have plenty of time to play tonight. So I, I've been on vacation, and how it worked is I came back from vacation early, but the rest of my family is still there because, you know, I had to come back and uh, work. Um, so we, my wife and I figured out that this is the longest we've ever been apart. What? This trip oh. right now. We're apart right now. Yeah. Because when did, when did she come back? Like not for a while, for like a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and yeah, so sure. I think I need to pick, like I'm almost feeling the pressure of like, I got to pick the right game. I got to spend. Don't you think got, it's just wow? Are you going to go back to wow? <laughs> Dude, if I did, you're can not you going to play Gloomhaven the whole time? I would be, I may, I may get out Gloom. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to two things. So uh, the nerdiest thing about me in my life is that I play and set up board games by myself and like I'll, I, I'll cop to it. It's a thing that I do and I enjoy. But at the end of the night, I have to pack them all up and tuck them back away on the you couch leave it out. I'm come out in the morning uh, <laughs> get a morning beer and just go back to gloom yeah. is, is your cat just gonna mess that all up nah the cat doesn't get on the table you don't okay, even need to put good. on pants to play that I know time. and so uh, so the, the two things that I'm most excited about are yeah I will almost certainly take over our entire big gigantic kitchen table with probably a couple of different board games and just switch off between them I'm gonna stop coming into work <laughs> um, but then I'll pick like some game that I just I don't know what it's gonna be yet but it'd be Captain Toad. Well, but I want like a big like, like I never finished Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm gonna pick something like Octopath doesn't really appeal to me, but I'll pick mm-hmm. some like bigger in scope game that just I can't fit it into my life anymore and I'll try to blast through that before before the fam comes back. Trying to th- now I want to think what that could be because you, you played God of War. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five, did you do that? I didn't like Metal Gear that much. Witcher three? I well, I tried the Witcher a few different times and I made it to Skellige and gave up. Oh yeah. You made it far enough. I think. What about the second, uh, the more recent Deus Ex? Did you play that one? 
I started, Mankind Divided? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's good. Maybe we'll we'll put it to the audience. You yeah. made a face with Final Fantasy, but like, I don't know. I played four hours of that game and what? really enjoyed it. And, and it's been and fixed now. Exactly. Like, that's fixed. the part that really intrigues me is like all the stuff that people are like, oh, I don't know, it becomes a slog at this point. Yeah. Like, they've supposedly fixed it. Yeah, maybe. So. I, I played like 20 hours and I only made the face because I feel like that's enough. Like, sure, fair enough. Got everything I needed out of that mm-hmm. game. But yeah, they have made updates to it. So. And realistically, I have all these grand plans. I'm just going to get... Domino's Pizza and probably do nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a Domino's right up the road from you, so yeah, you're good to go. You have uh, to catch up on RoboCop games because you're moving to Detroit. Yeah, I got to know about all of the OCP workings oh so I God. can navigate. Mm-hmm. You heard the, the RoboCop news this week? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I couldn't believe it. So on one hand, I think it's good news, mm-hmm. but there's something deeply disturbing to me about this news. They're ignoring all the other sequels after RoboCop 1. Yeah. And RoboCop That's 2 is really good. Mm. This is a direct really sequel good. to RoboCop, like RoboCop 1. 2. Yeah, this is interesting. A re- it's RoboCop also like 2 was directed by the same man who directed Empire Strikes Back. Lawrence Kasdan? I like RoboCop no, 2 a Irving lot. Kirshner. Oh, Lawrence Kasdan wrote Empire. Screenwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing, it's Neil Blomkamp, right? Yeah, from well, District 9. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of another little... Well, it's like, it's an amazing talent. He's like such a fit for Robocop. Like, yeah. he's the right guy to be doing it, but it's also like, mm, I'd almost rather him be doing something new. Well, like, he, something. People didn't like Chappie. I didn't see Chappie, but people, it's a joke now. Yeah, and Elysium... Yeah, it's like a it's like a joke on Elysium on was the also bad. I don't know why. I didn't watch Chappie because I'm positive that movie's going to make me sad. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. sad. Like, I, it's honestly got, I see it on Netflix, and like, I like sci-fi movies. I like all that stuff, but I'm like, mm. I'm going to be so sad about what happens to this robot. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it. Yeah. Same with I Robocop. Think it's, just, it's supposed to be sappy and sentimental. Like, like it's too much. It's, it's not like... Okay. If someone... Please, if you spoil the movie for me, I will block you. Someone let me know if that movie just has a happy ending or not. And that's all you need to say. Just tweet an emoji at yeah. Justin. <laughs> so this robot cop, though, it yeah. was in a lot of video games. Uh, a lot? Including uh, three on NES. Three on NES. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think <laughs> that's true because they and didn't then, do a RoboCop 2 game. Damon, it's true. There's RoboCop 1, 2, and 3. They're all separate cartridges. But is RoboCop I mean, I mean, I know, I know that you are uh, an expert in this field. I have no memory of any RoboCop 2 on the NES. Is the problem. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> Do you own it? I have one, two, and three. I'll bring them all in tomorrow. We'll play the whole trilogy. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sam, it's really about one game on SNES, RoboCop versus the Terminator. That exists? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, your arm per- perpetually out. That's right. I don't remember, remember that RoboCop. Who won? I don't think anybody won. Those are good Dark Horse comic series, RoboCop versus Terminator. So RoboCop, Alien, Predator, and Terminator are all part of the same universe. Pretty much. Or in the 90s. Pretty much. But not anymore. In the 90s. They should do a RoboCop versus Terminator versus Alien versus Predator. That's the Avengers we deserve. (laughs) Ooh, I really like it. Yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. Maybe this is the start of that universe. Friday is shaping up to really fun here because we're going to play Money Puzzle Exchanger and RoboCop 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to make a note for myself. Fridays. Um, <laughs> I like the original Data East RoboCop arcade game. Yeah, what's that like? like that one. It's just a brawler. I can't it's picture it. The side-scrolling shoot 'em up brawler, but like it's good graphics, right? Yeah, good graphics. And RoboCop has like a really good weight to him. He can punch mm-hmm. the punch the thugs. It's a lot like that. Never ends up in those Data East reissues. You know, I can't. Probably the licensing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's like the Capcom Alien Brawler. That game's so good. Um, the arcade brawler. It's like just called really Aliens. Good pixel art yeah. in that game. I, don't, I think it's. I think there's it's, also an Alien vs Predator one. I don't know if Capcom did that one, but uh, yeah, I think it's just Aliens, mm. the Capcom game. It's really good. Yep. GameScoop is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. Today, every Scoop listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com Scoop. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com S-C-O-O-P. Gamefly.com Scoop. Check it out. Let's check in with the listeners. R.I.P. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, Gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Aaron from Dallas did. Is it Aaron with a E? Nope. Double Two A's. A's. I got it. Double A, Aaron. He says, As a graduate student with little time, I have recently started playing much shorter games. I played through Celeste, which I absolutely loved. 
I didn't think I was a fan of super difficult games, but Celeste was different. It never felt like a chore due to combining that high difficulty with checkpoints on each screen. So after enjoying the game so much, I decided I wanted to go on a platformer binge, and I picked up the Mega Man Legacy Collection for Switch. Ooh. With that game's high quality, despite the game's high quality, I didn't enjoy them as much in their native form due to how the game doesn't seem to take my time seriously during the castle and boss rush portion at the, uh, near the end. Mm-hmm. As a result, I resorted to saving each castle level and every two bosses, which seemed like a good balance of difficulty and time saving. That's a lot of self-restraint for a yeah, game that has rewind. Safe state. Yeah. <laughs> every three seconds after every hit. It just seems hit. archaic to have to play through a 30 to 45 minute sequence and have to start all over if I miss a jump near the end. As people who actually grew up during this era, how do you all play old games when you go back to them now? Do you do it like I do, or do you actually play them how they were initially meant? Yeah, Aaron, I think we play them, we take advantage, even more advantage of the yeah. uh, safe states and rewind features than you seem to. We also cheated like hell back then with game whenever we, Whenever we could. Mm-hmm. Whatever uh, codes, classified yeah. information. Whatever came in so. classified information, exactly. <laughs> and Game Genie was like, great. I never played Contra or Life Force without using the Konami code. No, uh, it's not even balanced for that. Why <laughs> would you even play it that way? Um, yeah. But I really like how those features augment games now because it gives you a reason not to emulate or you yeah. know, whatever. No, trust me. I love original systems, original controller, CRT television. There's a reason to do that. It's my favorite way to play yeah, games. Yeah, one on your desk. <laughs> But re, re, yeah, exactly. But uh, revisiting these is really fun, especially when they're bad games, to yeah. still get through them and see like maybe there's a really cool ending or a really cool cutscene or something. But it's a bad game, and you still get to see what happens. Well, the if, later bosses in Mega Man Four, for instance, that's a bad game. If the alternative is to never play the game at all or never see yeah. the latter half of, or not game. have as much fun with like, it, like surely it's a lesser, not even to characterize it as evil, but it's a lesser of two evils to sort of cheat your way through it. So at least you get to have some appreciation for it. Like I'd never seen the second half of Battletoads until I went through it in a rare replay and took complete advantage of the rewinding yeah. and and it made that so much more fun and let me sort of uh, you know enjoy this memory that I had from my youth and, so and they really built out the end of that game it's cool to see there's like a bunch of crazy stuff that happens is that crazy snake level yeah that where you're going around on the wheels and they did crazy stuff on the NES with the 3d effect going mm-hmm. around that uh, yeah the column mm-hmm. the tower or whatever that looks really cool um, yeah I cheat like hell when I replay those games yeah, for sure. Like we've said this many times on the show before. Like you don't owe the game anything. No. You've purchased the game for your own enjoyment. So, however way to play it that gives you the most enjoy- enjoyment, that's the right. They way. also that difficulty is what made games feel like big epic yeah. media adventures. Like if you were to play through <laughs> Castlevania one, two, or three, that's it's it's They're like pro- half hour long. It's probably a twenty five minute game, yeah. right? You just but, ran through from beginning to end yeah. with net with ever dying, like ghosts and goblins. Yeah. But like it 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 took you weeks and weeks and weeks as a yeah. kid and felt like this big adventure because of its difficulty. The difficulty was replay value. Yeah, yeah. I had talked to Sam a little bit about it and ended up buying a, an analog Super NT. Yeah, and I'm actually buying cartridges and putting really them cool. in, nice. and. I'm loving the game experiences and I feel like I'm getting, you know, as close to sound and visually accurate as I can get in being practical. But man, I miss save states. Yeah, like the, the I, games are hard. Yeah, I know. It's just like, oh, couldn't you just add in the save state thing? It, well, yeah. Yeah. I know they have cheats and stuff. The whole thing with the, the Super NT is they want it to be as yeah, accurate. accurate as possible. And like, honestly, back in the day, like there were good games that were not annoying, and then that's why we all liked them. I mean, Chrono Trigger is yeah. not a difficult game. It's meaty for its own reason. It's worth playing still. It's really fun. Or Act Razor. You know, there's plenty of games that weren't that didn't extend the, the, their gameplay by being cheap, Mario but 3. then there's plenty that were cheap. Yeah. You know? I don't think I've ever beaten Mario 1. I beat Mario 3. Mario 1 is really difficult to beat. It just is. Like, it, everything's easy until World 8, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Well, I also 8, 2, don't. 3, 4 suck. I made it to the maze, the final maze in 8, 4. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's the difference between making it to that maze and not finishing and making it to that maze and finishing? Like, well, you get to start c- congratulations. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, I don't feel like, like I experienced yeah. the whole thing. I don't feel like I'm missing anything by having not made it to the final screen. You do get to see Bowser throw a lot of hammers. Yeah. <laughs> he has this whole yeah, like crazy. stream yeah. of hammers. It's really funny. Have you beaten Mario 2? That's the easiest one to beat. I, I mean, I don't have a specific memory of it. I know I've seen the ending, and I'm aware of what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no spoilers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for Yoku's. Wart does things. not like vegetables. We'll give you that tip. <laughs> have you ever... Don't go dislike smoke. Have you ever <laughs> ever beaten Mario Brothers? I don't think he... It doesn't end. What, what Probably not beatable. I don't know I don't if know it yet. has a kill screen either. Yeah. Um, it probably is 90 on levels and goes back to one again. So, Ryan, you're, you're uh, buying up 
SNES cartridges? I am. What have you gotten? Yeah, what have you gotten recently? Do you have uh, Mega Man I, X? I got a Mega Man X, yeah, right. and I have Chrono Trigger, and I got actually through eBay, I got a fake Chrono Trigger, and oh, then I no. got a real Chrono Trigger. No. Um, did you return the fake one, or did you keep them both? I kept them both because I wanted to like reference, so I knew what was the not mm. real. Can you give um, some tips? Yeah, uh, I, w- I would say go. Don't be afraid to open up a cartridge, especially if like you buy it from someone. Get yeah, yourself a special, one of those, yeah, special screwdrivers. Open it just it up. opens right up. It's like screw, 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 and then it just pops up. Yeah, and there are websites like I think it's SNES PCB, which computer mm-hmm. printed circuit board. Mm-hmm. Um, but the labels are usually printed poorly. Yeah, the, the color of gray it's is sharp. Off. Yeah, uh, you, in the actual label on the back it is of an era, and then the shape of the cartridge is of an of an era. Yep. So if you don't have one with the scoop and it's Chrono Trigger, then that's the wrong cartridge. Like there's all kinds of yep. stuff. Some have stickers on the back. Some have. Uh, hard kind of printed the mm. sort of details of copyright stuff. But on it, the back. It's expensive now, right? It's like 50 bucks for the cartridge, like a real one. Yeah. 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 Chrono Trigger cost me a hundred. hundred. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, it's hard for me to keep up. So yeah, there you go. And so then you can also tell if somebody has to buy it now for forty four ninety nine. Right. That's fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but should it matter whether it's fake or not? I mean, it's, I keep that's the philosophical that. question of like, you got Chrono Trigger on a cart and Nintendo and Square Enix aren't getting a dollar from that secondhand right. purchase right. anyway. Come back so. to me when it's mint in box. <laughs> so I, I know the, box. I, I know um, obviously it is immoral to be printing up and selling people fake games and passing them off as real. But just the thought experiment of who is being harmed where Square doesn't get a dollar and Nintendo doesn't get a dollar. So I, I'm trying to like I'd like someone, you know, with a degree in ethics or something to like walk me through. <laughs> Just like uh, just what it matters if you're getting a real or a fake. Yeah, and it's it's that question of software, right? If it's an exact copy, mm-hmm. it looks and plays playing in every, on yeah, the right hardware. Playing on the right hardware, like, is it the real thing? And that's that's always what I come back to. And I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I say no. I think I do as well, but it's tricky. Yeah. What if you get halfway through the game and then the back half of the game is just like everybody has pizza? <laughs> yeah, just a new, that Mario sort of Mario face like turtle. Like the, uh, the, the copy protection in Earthbound. Yeah. If that game could sense, I don't actually know how it's sensing it or how it's tracking it, but uh, if you were playing a pirated copy of Earthbound or it knew it wasn't an authentic copy of Earthbound, um, A, the random encounter rate was much, much, much higher. You were getting in combat trolls every few you. steps. Mm. And then the game freezes at the final boss and resets your save. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really smart. But like you, I have no idea how that worked back then. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not positive. I think the that. idea was that if you played it on a fake Super Nintendo, mm. not if the cartridge is fake. Maybe that was it. I think that's what it is because I've seen a kill screen that Donkey Kong uh, throws up, mm. uh, Donkey Kong Country, where if you're playing on like a weird system and you maybe have it like rattle around a little bit too much in the system, like a contemporary system, it'll throw up the screen. It goes, it's a blue screen with a Nintendo logo, and it says you're playing an unauthorized copy of Donkey yeah. Kong Country. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, love it. It's pretty neat. All right, this is Justin from Idaho. Oh, close. Cesaro Justin. Close. <laughs> says, I've been listening to your podcast for several months now, and I thoroughly enjoy them. I have a question that I would like to ask everyone at Camp Goose. Next month, my wife and I will be moving into a house, and we will have much more space than we do at our apartment. My wife has given the okay that I can use the downstairs room as a gaming room. Yeah. I am filled with excitement nice. as one of my lifelong dreams of having a room designated for gaming is about to come true. So what I would like to know from you guys is, what does my game room need to make it Camp Goose approved? I already have a collection of Amiibo to set up on a shelf, as well as some posters. Good nice. start. I think he needs a beanbag chair. That's exactly what I was going to say. Really? The what? first what? thing I was going to go for. In the basement in your in your rumpus room? Oh, All beanbag yes, chairs. Yeah, beanbag you got to have beanbag chairs. No real chairs. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could go so far with this. <laughs> if you're going to play far. retro games, yeah. have a cool cabinet set up with your consoles where you can see each one, like yeah, one of those IKEA cubes. You need to start collecting these retro consoles, have them on display. And probably then you can wire them behind the shelf so they all look really Get nice. it all wired up so you don't have to be faffing about back there when you yeah. need to swap one console. And you can get things like crazy RCA switchers to make yeah. that easy. And then uh, if you really if you want to go nuts, I would say don't get a projector. Always get a TV. And Except you need two TVs. We two have TVs. A, someone's leaving us a message. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, we're gonna stop. We're gonna try and stop hitting uh, Mike Sands with our feet. All right. 
apologize. No deal. Apologies if you guys. No deal, producers. <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> kick it even harder. Try to stop me. Yeah, you need you need a big like nice flat screen TV and you need a CRT. Maybe wire up an old TV if yeah, you have CRT. the room. You have a whole basement and, and that way you space. Can, yeah. Are we? Do you think it'll look like, really nice? Do you think we're like how many years away are we from someone manufacturing new CRT TVs like record players? Mm, there's gonna tough. be there's gonna be a demand for it, but do I don't even know? Do they have the components the, to make the them? The thing that that we don't think about is that what if you could make that so close to what a CRT looks like mm. with contemporary parts like you know just like a, a nice shell over some kind of LED display that did it just right like you know, a bendable like, OLED or something yeah, to give you that curve that gets really close to that like that's probably where we'll get before we get but to the But it's not the curvature TV. right isn't it like the refresh it's, rate it's, and I the, think it's all kinds of stuff not refresh absolutely. rate but uh, it's like, all that uh, scan lines yeah the, you need the scan it's just lines. how it's built but you can you can imitate that with really small pixels like an iPhone you know, blown up. Like, you could do all this. But who yeah. knows whether that'll happen before we get back to basically what is a giant vacuum tube. Interesting. One of the things a I think, glass they do emulated scan lines tube. now, doesn't the, the analog do it? Or yeah, is but it the other one? They just, yeah, add, it's not they the just add, like, yeah. kind of, like, gray, crappy lines. Yeah. I don't understand the appeal of scan lines. Well, certain sprites, though, sorry, some yeah. sprite work was made to, like, they knew that it was going to mm -hmm. be fuzzed out on a TV screen. Well, that's exactly right. I really get behind that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ryan? Go ahead. I, I was thinking one of the things you should do, um, I've got these in my house, and I love them, the Philips Hue, not to yeah, <laughs> get some lights. Behind the TV? Is that that mm -hmm. one? Well, you can put them behind the TV, but also if you have a couple lamps, you can set it up, and there's apps where you can upload a screenshot from a game and actually like Ooh. use that game's colors. And so like you can really immerse that's yourself cool. right in your own space. That's yeah. Cool. And ambient I think lighting, good. don't write it off or don't assume yeah. it's like, oh, you know, like it's a cheap and easy way to really add a lot of personality to, you know, sort of a downstairs space like that. Mm -hmm. Got to have a mini fridge. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want well, to sure. go all the way back upstairs uh. to get another beer. Uh. I really and you could have a mini toilet. <laughs> don't get one of those cocktail machines with sixteen one in it. Those are cheap and they're bootlegs and they're awful. But you could get a real cocktail table of a yeah. real game. Just get Frogger get a, or something. Get Miss Pac-Man. Those are really nice to sit around and have beers. Yeah. I mean, I the thing that I miss being in an apartment um, now is that I don't have a desk to do PC gaming. You mm -hmm. know, I built I've talked about GameScoop many times. I did build a gaming PC and I really, really like it. But it's plugged into my TV in my living room, which, uh, you know, I've tried like lap boards and stuff like that. But it basically closes the door to like, you RTS know, games. yeah, RTS games, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Civ. It makes any mouse and keyboard heavy game pretty challenging. So if I had a gaming space of my mm -hmm. own, um, I would probably want to make sure that it was PC gaming friendly and ready as well. Yeah. 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 If you're interested in PC gaming, for sure. He mentions he has some posters for decoration. Every Nintendo Power used to come with a poster. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Too. They're all good. They're all available on eBay. You can get them for like five bucks. Yeah, those eight are bucks funny. maybe. Yeah, that was, those would be really good. And then uh, also old uh, arcade marquees mm -hmm. are really cool. Those good are for good to hang up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Thank you. I think uh, Justin from Idaho's got a good, got a good game game room going here. Yeah, maybe a nice VCR collection. Yeah, VCR. <laughs> need a shelf with a bunch of board games you don't play. Yeah, in your basement. If you, if you oh, have the sure. CRT TV, yeah, get a VCR. <laughs> You can of, tape TV for free. Get a copy of Die Hard, uh, yeah. Friday the 13th, Part 7. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really Planes, trains, and automobiles. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Robocops, <laughs> 1 through 3. Apollo yeah, 13. Just 1 and 2. Uh, and then uh, when you have your game room set up, Justin from Idaho, send us a photo. And we will judge it. <laughs> this is Matt. He says, how does everyone feel about playthrough videos? Do you think it helps or hurts video games? I've watched playthroughs of The Last of Us and Detroit Become Human mm. because I do not own a PlayStation. And it's also something you can have going on in the background, like while cooking. Love to hear your viewpoints. So playthrough videos, like on YouTube, of just a full playthrough of a game. Yeah. Long plays. Uh, I'm of two minds. One is that it's actually, I, I value having archival footage of games. Like, Sam, how often yeah, do you and I to you. talk about an old game? <laughs> we go to YouTube to look at it. Like, what was the, we looked at Predator for NES the other day. We looked at Never Predator seen that game before. NES, that game's wild. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I love that there is footage of all these old games yeah. that we can use to reference. So in that sense, I think it's very valuable. But personally, I don't, I, like, I've never just like sat down and watched a playthrough of a modern game myself. That's not something that I'm interested in doing. 
I mean, if you don't have the console and you are interested in talking with your friends about it, it sounds like a great idea. I've never been in that situation, and I just have no perspective on why you'd want to watch a game instead of play it. I mean, it's complicated and complex, right? Like, if you think about a game like Oxenfree, I think you gain very, very little by controlling the inputs yeah. yourself versus uh, yeah. versus yeah. watching that like game you said, be played. The, if the whole draw is to experience the dialogue and the conversations, well, you can do that from the... I mean, you can't choose the dialogue in that game. Well, if, yeah, does that I'm just, thrill you? If you had a, <laughs> if you had a, a, a narrative-focused game that's you know fairly short and it didn't meet your sales expectations, and you go onto YouTube and see that a million people watched through the whole game being played, yeah, that's, that's never going to feel good. But it strikes me as a similar argument of like music piracy, where you know when they dig into the data and the research, it actually turns out that uh, you know the most pirated music was also the best-selling music, and exposing people to here's how my game looks and feels and everything you need to know about it like the more you sort of give people the more you end up getting back in you know revenue and attention and money so i don't know i i think it's complicated what about the annoying people playing those games that's the problem yeah Dude, yeah i don't like it when people well that's why my, one of my favorite youtube channels is world of long plays where it's just a you know we're gonna do we're not gonna skip anything we're not gonna take yeah, any shortcuts exactly. we're gonna go through all the dialogue and there's yeah. no speaking that's it's true. just yeah. the game but it's very much archival, like it's just there for like the the archival purposes. I don't know what it is. Something about <laughs> every time I'm like trying to like figure out how to do something in the game, and I resort to looking up a playthrough video on YouTube. They're always really annoying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. But, uh, you know, the other thing for me is that like I love video games and I love playing them, but I also want to watch stuff on like on Netflix and on yeah. HBO and stuff yeah. and like yeah. those things. You know, you get your parents' account and. Well, you have access to those too, and yeah. I just I, I don't see why you'd want to spend the time doing that unless again maybe all your friends are playing and yeah. you want to participate in that. That, that I understand that. Well, this is also like a very specific thing where he the two games were The Last of Us and Detroit, right? Yeah. yeah. So these are two console exclusives. So he didn't have a PS4. Yeah. yeah, and and it becomes a situation where like I'm sure some part of having a console exclusive is hey come buy our console. Mm -hmm. So. In that way, somebody just consuming it is kind of negating that factor. But, you know, if I was a 10-year-old, even 20-year-old guy, and I did not have the money to spend $400 on a PlayStation, yeah, I, I would probably do it. It's hard to say. I mean, that's a rationalization of, you know, 12-year-old pirates everywhere. Not that someone watching a YouTube video mm -hmm. is a pirate. But people that are, like, you know, pirating comic books or whatever, it's like, well, I wasn't going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it didn't it didn't cost, you know, DC yeah. Comics four bucks because I was never going to spend four bucks on your comic. But then it's like, well, then you don't get yeah. to read it. Like, that's, right. yeah. it's you're not, you're not entitled person, to it, you know. Yeah. yeah, if that person ends up, like, becoming a PlayStation fan or getting the next PlayStation mm -hmm. to play the sequels to those, then it's a little bit different. But yeah, that's yeah, are you that, creating a fan? That's exactly sort of the tension here in my own mind is like, well, if the, if it wasn't an option to just watch a whole playthrough of Detroit, maybe you're a little bit more likely to be a PS4 because if you want to experience that game, you have to buy the PS4 in the game and play it. Mm. But the flip side is, um, uh, you know, that surely videos like that must help sell consoles and games too. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people don't like when I say this, but I still, I don't think games are good at telling stories. And I, that's not why I play games. I think they're bad at it. And movies are really good at it. And books are really good at it. They just have been forever. So I, I, when I hear, it's a little painful for me to hear like, well, just watch Detroit for the story. Because like, e even at the best yeah. top of its game with a great game, it's still like, you know, not going to be as good as Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Just watch that. It's true. Like, it's the same theme. It's written, like, for you to watch it. And it's great, you know. Or what was that great Netflix uh, cyborg show? Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Like, what a fantastic 12 hours that was. Yeah. Why do I need to watch Detroit? Fantastic eight hours or so, and then four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe so-so hours. It's true. Overall good, though. Yeah. And, and then Last of Us, you know, like, there's a lot of zombie fiction out there. Uh, reading The Walking Dead is, like, an experience that I don't think is replaceable. Yeah. I think the first 50 issues of Walking Dead is so awesome. And I recommend you go do that, you know? Spend the time. Go do that and uh, play, play whatever games you can play later. It's true that... Video game stories have gotten a lot better. Sure. Over the years. But even like yeah. the best video game story today, yeah, it, you know, is like not on par with the best movie. And it's still a yeah. good reason. If you like it, it's still a good reason for you to play games. If you want to play games for the stories, more power to you. It's not why I play games. I'm a systems yeah. guy. Systems? Yeah. yeah, you like the systems, right? Mm -hmm. Learning the systems and 
That's yeah. why I play role playing games. Like that's why it's so funny. Like that's not what I'm looking for in an RPG at all. I'm like, how do the systems all interact? And you know, what's the com- what's all the combat system all about? And you know, yeah, party exactly. creation and customization. Yeah. I'm not paying any attention at all to who these characters are, or who you know, what what their motivation is. Like in Dragon Age, I remember just skipping dialogue eventually, just being, oh my gosh. But yeah. I got really good at it in Mass Effect, which I like the stories in Mass Effect because they're all based on my favorite sci-fi stories. But I, I liked you could skip just enough of the dialogue oh. to get through it, and really your eyes. Fly Flash over the text. Yep. You get in that like kind of pattern where you get it all. Yeah, it's like a genophage, it's fine. They're all dying. <laughs> yeah, I remember it, like yeah, friends or go. my wife over. They, they do like watching me play. They'd be like, "Are you taking this in?" I'd be like, "Yes." Yeah. Sort. Click, 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 I got it. Click. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to video game twenty questions. Ryan, do you know how this works? I do. Okay, good. Then we won't. We don't, we don't have to play through the tutorial then. <laughs> Our uh, suggestion this week comes from Spencer Sullivan. Let the questioning begin. Okay. Uh, does your character wear a hat? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Yo, I'm not sure you ever... Oh, okay, one, okay. I'm not gonna... sure you ever actually see yourself, but I, there'd be no reason... You're giving us way too much information. There'd be no reason for you to wear a hat. There'd be no reason for you to. <laughs> what if it's a chilly day? I don't know. Sounds like it's a game starring a polar bear. Yeah. There'd be no reason. Okay. It's a really funny uh, answer, Dan. Does this game have a military theme? Uh, no. Good question. Uh, is this game from before the year 2000? Yes. All right. Is it from before the year 1990? No. Okay. Uh, 90s game. This is, is your. This yeah. is your era. Is this a console exclusive? Yes. Well, at the at the time of original time of release. Yeah. Is it a Super Nintendo exclusive? No. Uh, I maybe should have done. No, it's fine. Console manufacturer first. Is this a sixteen uh, bit game? It's a gray area. Mm. I'll, I'll, is it a turbo graphics game? Okay. So how about um, what can we go with? Was this released on cartridge? No. Interesting. What, is that, what does that mean? Sega CDs. C- Sega CD? PlayStation. Could it be? Yeah, but PlayStation's 32-bit. Well, maybe he didn't know that, though. Okay. <laughs> PC wouldn't count in the, <laughs> For the record, console I knew PlayStation was 32-bit. <laughs> no one knows what a bit is, anyway. Well, like, it used to mean everything. Term- <laughs> what yeah. could it be? I mean, that's, that's an How many bits is, a, is an Xbox One? That's what I want to know. Yeah, seriously. I think everything ended up being 64-bit after something. Right. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, okay, so we have a console exclusive. Um, not cartridge-based. It's not on a cartridge. Not so you were starting cartridge. to ask about PC. I think it probably means yeah, Sega CD or PC. Shareware. If it's Sega CD, we're in, we're in trouble. I love I, I, I loved my Sega CD. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be is proud. this on? Wait, can we just ask? Is this on a disc-based me, uh, uh, CD CD-based medium? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um... Is this game uh, developed in Japan? I don't think so. What are you doing to us, Damon? Was this a Sega CD game? Yes. All right. That's I, I know what it is. It's Nightcrap. Well, does a ski mask count as... who? Wait, who are you in Nightcrap? That's right, because you can't see yourself. Well, you're watching the security footage and trying to rescue all the girls, mm-hmm. but I don't understand... But I think you're a police officer, so you definitely have a hat. Yeah, you'd have a reason to wear a hat. Anyway. You'd have a reason to wear a hat. <laughs> Was this game controversial? There's so many reasons to wear a hat. Keep the sun out of your eyes. (laughs) Fashion. Mm -hmm. You asking? Was this game controversial? Yes. Okay. Was it a? Could be Sewer Shark. (laughs) I love Sewer Shark, dude. Three, six, nine. Nine. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Was this a FMV game? Yes. All right. It could be DJ Jazzy Jeff's game. It's not. What? Or no, the Marky Mark game. Could be Desert Bus. Desert Bus. (laughs) (laughs) Penn and Teller. God. Jurassic is, Park at yeah. FMV. What is Desert Bus? It's actually is Desert it, Bus is not the game. It's a game. So Penn and Teller released <laughs> this game. No, it, it was unreleased. It, it's a. It never came out. I think it. But did. it's complete though. Uh, it was a Lost Levels game. Okay, maybe Faldi so Penn, Penn and Teller had a video game that was like eight video games in one, but they were all like prank games and joke games. And one was this like game. It's like one on one versus, but you can mess with your opponent's controller and make their buttons do like random stuff. But the famous one yeah. is Desert Bus. Tucson to Las Vegas. Tucson to Las Vegas, but it's in real time. So it just <laughs> takes you eight hours. And when to you get drive to Vegas, there. you get one point. 
And here's here's the kicker: your bus constantly pulls to the right. Yeah, you can't take you can't take down your controller because the bus ever so slightly veers off to the right. So you have to actually be controlling it by oh hand. I think it like it's an eight hour drive, and at like four hour in, a bug splats on your screen. Yeah, and that's all that happens. Is this night trap? It is night trap. Woo! Right. You got it. I did almost nothing, and I get to retire with a one hundred percent. I like the military. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of. What, can, you, can you explain the hat theory? Because uh, you're inside, why? So I don't know why would you be wearing a hat? <laughs> yeah, it's not that it, you were completely on solid ground. Where you're like, it's unknown if you wear a hat, but to say there's no reason to wear a hat, <laughs> right? Because you don't exactly. need any reason. You're working. You're protecting. You're in uniform. These, you need your hat. girls, and you're inside. So why would you be wearing a hat? So can you we explain hired... the 32 bit thing? I don't know if what Sega CD is. What? How many? Yeah. Bits Sega but CD look. Is? So we I hired Jake. 16. Jake's on my team. Sometimes he wears a beanie, and he's just wearing it just because he felt like putting it on that day. That's a good. But let's be reason. fair, Justin. There's no reason. For him to be <laughs> That's true. There's no reason for me. <laughs> Do you ever see yourself in that game? You who who you're supposed to be? I've never. Played I like the job. idea of at the end they turn it around and it's like a lady with blonde hair, like the end Whoa. of Metroid. <laughs> Did you play Night Trap? You no, I've never, I've never played it. Even though they re-released it last year, I've still never played it. I think I the the um, what's the packaging that it just came out in? Yeah, limited, uh, what, limited, limited run, run games. games. Yeah, yeah, that, coming to Switch. There's another one coming to Switch. Yeah, get that. Send that to us, please. Yeah. Limited run. Send that to us. Uh, do you know who developed Night Trap? I know about the development it, of it because it was it was made at the same time as Sewer Shark in like '87 for LaserDisc. Yeah, and it was is it Sony? Later, it wasn't. Well, it, the the developers I, I, called. Wait, let me. Go. Is it American? Sa- no, it's not American Sammy. Hmm. Ah, it's I'm it's not, no one. It's not, they're called Digital Pictures. I knew that. I knew that. Uh-huh. Digital Pictures. But I don't know if that's A the, the division of Sony yeah. or whatever. And so I would assume they're not. But Japanese. Sony, like Sony games with the Sony logo, several of them came out on Sega CD, like mm. right, like right up to the run up to the PS One. Yeah, yeah, those are Sony well, games. That's they were like trying to get yeah. I had like, game I had like Tom Cat Alley and some Sony games like this. Sony might have done Sewer Shark. No, that was Sega. Nicely done, gentlemen. Nicely done, Ryan. Did it. We're so glad you could join us here. Thank you guys the, so much. On the eve of your departure. Uh, where can people check out your podcast? Um, it's at playwright, W-R-I-T, as you said, dot com. And I'm just at Ryan Quintel on Twitter. You guys can yeah. find me. Right. You're a, you're a uh, big fan, big, a close friend of IGN, so I'm sure we'll be keeping in touch. Thank Will you, you take so a picture right. of us in front of the RoboCop uh, statue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for, the least I can For us, I mean. <laughs> Send it. Uh, and dear listeners, next week I'm afraid uh, we're going to have to take another week off because I have to go down to Comic-Con. I thought I was going to be able to oh. avoid it this year, but they need me, so we have to take another week off. But I'm going to try to put something together for you on Monday or Tuesday, either an All 20 Questions episode or maybe a Game Scope. Mm, fun. If we can if we can work that in before I leave, uh, I'll try to do that for you. But uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Kaboom. Thank you, Ryan. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Across the room, eyes bright like a magic moon. We dance beside the sea. You move like a mystery, and we fell in love with everything, and we fell in love with everything, and we fell.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.